This episode of At The Bar is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'm Jane Gretch and welcome to At The Bar, a podcast about running a dance studio, the highs, the lows and everything in between. As a dance studio owner, business coach, leadership expert, and the founder and author of Dance Step, a dance student teacher education program, my mission is to educate, encourage, and empower all I serve. Each week, I'll share a mixture of solo episodes and interviews, sharing ideas, hopefully making you smile, and reminding you that you are not alone. So, what are we waiting for? Join me at the bar. Hello everyone, Miss Jane here. As always, a very special and warm welcome to you back to the bar. In today's episode, I'm talking about sales versus service. Um, this has come up, the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up is that this has come up in a number of my private coaching calls recently. It's also something that I've addressed in the past as well with various team members and my own experience. Um, what I find is that selling, <laughs> selling is hard for me. Um, I am what I refer to as an apologetic seller. Um, I am not a natural, not a natural salesperson at all. Now, this is unfortunate because obviously 17 years ago, when I had all of these dreams of being a dance studio owner, I didn't even really give it much thought. And in fact, I went to, um, I did a diploma. My first, my first qualification was a diploma of dance teaching and management. Now, I think that it was a really good starting platform, actually, like it, it, taught us some very, very good things about dance teaching and some very good things behind the scenes about managing the studio as well. Um, and I graduated in 2000, so it was a while ago now in Melbourne. And um, it's, it's, uh, I'm still in contact with a couple of people. I went through that course too. Um, shout out to you, Sally and Mia. <laughs> Um, but we didn't really focus on selling and we didn't even really talk, you know, we talked a bit about, I guess, advertising and back then it was put put the note in the paper and yada, yada, yada. But selling is an art we didn't really talk about. Now, my husband, Brian, he's a salesman. It's in his blood. He can sell ice to Eskimos. He's one of those people. And to be honest, when I hear it, I'm a little bit cringy. I'm like, Oh, you know, when you go to Harvey Norman and you hear salespeople and you're like, that's awkward. <laughs> but that's just a story I'm telling myself. Um, the other person seems into it. They, they're wanting to know all of the features and benefits of that fridge and freezer. Whereas, to be honest, by the time I've gone to Harvey Norman, I pretty well have done some research and I... I want you to answer my questions, but not really sell to me. So that's my experience as a receiver of sales. 
Now, the reason I'm addressing this is because our darling, darling administrative people are often doing the selling for us and we don't give them the tools. We don't always give them the tools. And I want to acknowledge that the skill set of a very good administrative person, um, you know, detail, um, focusing on crossing those T's, dotting those I's, are not necessarily the same skill set of a very good salesperson, often, um, you know, quite verbose, really good, um, often a little bit extroverted, very much a people person. Um, yet there we have them at our front desk and we're asking them to do these two very different things. And it's so if you're feeling that perhaps your administrative assistant or customer relationship manager or whatever the title is um, might be better a little bit more towards sales or better towards service but not nailing them both completely, that's probably why. The skill sets are completely different. Now, what I have done to if to reframe, I guess, the, the sales challenge that I have is to turn it into an act of service. So if you or uh, anyone that is selling for you has a little bit of a challenge with selling, you know, because they, they're a bit like me, they feel like it's a bit gooby um, and they feel like a bit of a dork doing it. Like I just feel like a dork if I'm in full sales mode. Um, I have been helped by this reframe where instead of sales, I'm talking service. And that can even go to things like upselling. So if you have a boutique in your studio, it's actually an act of service to show that customer the other things that they can purchase at the same time. A really good example and one that we use in um, the boutique of my studio is a crossover. So first of all, the parent might be brand new to dance and not know what a crossover is. They may not know what the studio's policy is yet on wearing jumpers in class. My studio, no jumpers in class. I want to see the body. So therefore, once we have fitted a uniform for a new student, then it's an act of service to share the information about the crossover. It's not upselling and would you like fries with that? It's saying, now, I also, I know it's February, but I also want to show you this crossover. This is how it works. This is where you thread. This hole is meant to be there. <laughs> this is how you thread it through. This is how you wear it. This is what the dancers wear once the weather cools. Would you like to get that now or would you like me to write down the size so that you can grab it easily later? Right, so nine times out of ten, if we got it on the child and mum is a busy working mum, she will go, oh, you know what, just throw it on the tab now, let's get this done. And that's because you are serving her rather than selling to her. I'm a busy mum. I've got three kids, not enough time. I don't want to be going back to Rebel Sport or wherever it is 
to pick up just one more thing because the salesperson didn't tell me that I needed the shin guards or they they had a problem with selling and they were like, oh, her bill's already $200. That'll do, right? I would be annoyed by that. So I'm interested in the salesperson that is, is serving me. They're, they're just letting me know all of the different things that I might like to consider um, rather than saying, oh, and you definitely need this and you definitely need that. That's where it's sales. Um, so that's the first part I wanted to share with you is just that reframe. So if you've got somebody that seems a little bit resistant to sales selling for you, see how you can reframe it. It's the same on the phone. You know, you, if somebody is ringing up about dance classes and they don't know much about them, then it's an act of service to educate them and tell them all they need to know. And you might, your, your person or you might feel more comfortable with that. I know I certainly do. So that's part one. Part two is putting the right structure or support system in place for um, your non-salesy salesperson. Um, many of you know, many moons ago, I worked in a call centre was my first what well, was my second job but it was my first real proper proper job in a you know large business and I learned so much and I'm so grateful for that time and when we were selling we were on the phone um, people were ringing us we had a script now scripts when followed a hundred percent yes completely take you into that gooby phase but once you had learned the script and you could ad lib a little bit and put it and tailor it to each person's situation, it was really empowering. And it meant we had the tools and that support system to do our job. And I definitely wouldn't have been able to do such a good job without that. So ask yourself, do you have scripts for sale for selling? And do you have scripts for following up? That's the other thing that comes into this lack of sales mentality. Um, and I'm preaching to myself here, follow up. They, they say, you know, the, the follow up is gold. That's, that's where the gold lies. Um, even when people approach me about Dance Step, my dance student teacher education program, um, I give them the information. We, we have a chat about it. And then I think, oh, well, I'll just leave them to it because, you know, if they want it, they will come to me when they're ready. I don't want to hassle them. I don't want to interrupt their day. But, again, that's just stories I'm telling myself about how I experience sales as a person and not everybody is like me. And funnily enough, I actually really do appreciate a follow-up Um and I probably, I can think of a number of situations off the top of my head, both small ticket items and large ticket items where I would have purchased something if I just got that quick email or phone call or even a text, just touching base with you, Jane, to see how you're going with da 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 Do you want to schedule another call? Where are you at? You know, it's not hassling me. It's them actually checking in on me and seeing if I do have questions because uh, a lot of the time I do. I'm just busy. So, again, it's that that reframe. Uh, this is another act of service, the follow-up. 
this is another act of service. So, um, look, there is copious amounts on selling and sales and it really is your job, remember, if you are the um, dance studio owner and you have people reporting to you, if they do have an area of weakness, it really is your job to be their coach. So seek out resources for them. Find a book and, and give it to them and then have a um, make a lunch date and tell, ask them for their three top takeaways or what are three things from that book that they can apply into your studio. So rather than doing the telling, you're, you're coaxing that information out of them or send them to a course or get them to follow some, some people on Instagram so that they can be inspired um, rather than, and this is generally what happens, just getting frustrated with them if they are avoiding sales opportunities because they don't like doing them or they're not converting as many as you would like. So I hope that is helpful. Just another little short, sharp and shiny episode from me today. I've just been kind of picking up things from different coaching calls, from the collective Facebook group, um, from private conversations and addressing some things. So I'll, I'll continue to do that. On the collective, that's my free Facebook group for dance studio owners. Um, if you're not a member of it, we invite you to join us. It's a lovely little space in the internet. Um, and yeah, search it up, the collective for dance studio owners when you're next on Facebook and request to join. There are three questions that you do need to answer for me to approve your request. And that's just in an effort to keep the space safe and useful for the members that are already enjoying that area. Thank you, as always, for spending this time with me. I'm always appreciative when I hear that an episode has been helpful. So do let me know if um, there, there has been an episode that has really resonated with you. And likewise, let me know if you've got something you'd like me to address. I'm always looking for new ideas um, of things to talk about. So until next time, I'll see you at the bar. Thanks for joining me at The Bar. To find out more about past episodes or how I can help you grow your own leadership or train student teachers, head to dancestep.com.au. Great leaders create leaders and I'm here to help you be and do both. And please remember to rate and review me on your podcast player of choice. See you next time at The Bar. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 